0: Last game before the All Star break for your Toronto Maple Leafs before they fly south for Mitch Marner by himself to Florida and the rest of them probably further south somewhere.
1: I guess you can make fun of those skates all you want, but there's only one guy going to Florida to play the All Star game. That's Mitch Marner with Zeus on the shark (laughs) on those skates.
0: Well, I don't know if I can say friend of the show, enemy of the show, our insider. Brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. It's Pete Black. We're an NHL correspondent at Valley Sports. How's it going, Pete?
2: Good. How are you?
0: Oh, you sound bitter.
2: <laughs> true. I mean, you kicked off the interview by calling me an enemy. How am I supposed to be friendly after that? That's Hello? true. How Hi.
0: are we? <laughs> We're good. Um, your, the Your words here, quote, Worst team in the world, the Boston Bruins roll into town tonight. Are you feeling a little bit disheartened about your squad?
2: No, I mean that was tongue in cheek. They lost, <laughs> they lost all three games last week, three games in a row, three games in four days, but three games against quality opponents. They've been the best team in the league all year to downslide. I'd rather have it, hmm. I'd rather see it now than than in the first round of the playoffs. I know you know how that feels, but uh, it's a it's a good good thing that this team is finally facing adversity.
1: Yeah. Cause it's going to happen eventually, but I mean, there should be things to pick out of a bout with, of adversity. Is there anything that's actually ailing Boston or is this just like, you know, puck luck, randomness, variance, all that stuff.
2: Uh, I mean, from what I've seen, it, it, it's, they've, they've looked tired and one of the biggest strengths of this team to this point in the season has been, uh, you know, the puck movement, the decisiveness, the, their off puck rotation, they're, they're always moving. And, and in the past couple of games, uh, the last few especially, there just hasn't been that, uh, that off-puck rotation, and there's just a lot of standing around, a lot of second-guessing with the puck, and it's led to turnovers, odd man rushes the other way, and that's something that they've really limited for most of the season. So uh, I, I would expect that, that that stuff can be cleaned up moving forward uh, because we've seen it for the majority of the season
0: so Bruins come in on a three game losing streak must be nice that that's your longest of the season but does this game mean a little bit more to Boston than it would for Toronto you want to end this little slump that you're in you also want to have a positive vibe going into the all-star break and the Leafs don't have Matthews and Samson has kind of been thrust in this uncomfortable position so Bruins kind of see this as a statement game tonight
2: Yeah. I think, I think it means a little bit more. I mean, the, the, you know, obviously it it always means more when the team that's right behind you in the standings come, you know, is, is on the docket, but it's also you want to head into the all-star break feeling pretty good about where you're at. And, And obviously there are a lot of things to feel good about, but it's easier to, to be positive when you've, when you've won a game rather than are heading into the break with a four game losing streak and you're kind of questioning things. So uh, I do think it means means a little bit a little bit more based off of those two things.
0: What's the Boston view um, on the Toronto Maple Leafs so far this season? They have the core four that are putting up another great performance. They've had goaltending that has surprised, I think, uh, many with the way Ilya Samsonov has come in and owned the net. Um, do they seem like a different, scarier team to you? Uh...
2: I I don't I don't know. I mean, they're definitely impressive. And uh, I think that the back end is a little bit more solidified uh, this year. And the goaltending has been a surprise. So, um, you know, I think most of the attention here has been paid to the Bruins and how good they've been. And um, just kind of how surprising that's been. I, I would say if you ask most Bruins fans, they expected the Leafs to be. A pretty good team this year i would expect less expected the bruins to be a very good team this year so mm-hmm. um i know i know toronto loves to say that that uh, the leafs live live rent free in my head but <laughs> i i haven't spent much much of the season really concerned about about that team just because of i've been so kind of wrapped up and enjoying how good the bruins have been
0: well we've spent a lot of time talking about how good the bruins have been as well you know having this prolific season first fastest team to get to 80 points in a in a regular season so far in nhl history but you did miss out on bo horvat whether you really thought it was a, an opportunity or not um he's going to the islanders You call the deal boring, but I understand why, just for the season's sake in terms of a little bit of intrigue around the trade deadline and et cetera. Um, How do you start to break down that trade? And I know it's a bit early, and I think there's some things pending on who wins the trade, but which way would you be leaning first?
2: Uh, I I mean, I would be leaning – it's tough because, like, I I always like to to come away with the takeaway like, hey, if you get the best player in the deal, like you've won the trade. And uh, Bo Horvat's a really good player, and and top six centers don't grow on trees. So you know, regardless of where the Islanders are right now, if they if they sign Bo Horvat to a, a long term extension and they get a top six center, like that's that's a pretty pretty nice deal for them. But you also look at it from Vancouver's perspective with, uh, you know, half a season left to go on that deal. You get a good young player, you get a first-round pick, and then you get, you know, an NHL roster player who's been pretty good to this point in his career. So, like, that's not awful either. Uh, You know, you you mentioned it, but I I just think this is, like, a boring deal for the sake of right now. Like, like, uh, Bo Horvath going to the Bruins, as selfish as I am, like, that would be nice. But you could also put him on a Carolina that just lost – Max Pacioretty and has money freed up and they could use a second center and like kind of solidify their, their, uh, you know, their top end heading towards the playoffs. That would be very exciting for, for me and a lot of people kind of neutral observers. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much Bo Horvat does to the Islanders right now.
1: Yeah. Boring, probably good though, for the Vancouver Canucks in that, that pick will probably be a mid round or mid first round pick, maybe 14th, 15th, Overall, and that's a good thing for right. Vancouver and something that couldn't have gotten from a Carolina or a Boston. Uh, your buddy Frank Saravelli did report that it, it's it's expected that Lou wasn't making that deal without the assurances that Bo Horvat would sign an extension. So maybe there is something in the top drawer. But like, I guess maybe that had to happen for the deal to go through. But if you're Bo Horvat you're 30 games away from unrestricted free agency. You just been through hell with the Vancouver Canucks who treated you or mistreated you and picked JT Miller over you. Like why wouldn't you see what's out there?
2: That's a good question. I mean, I I, I would be a little bummed out if I was Bo Horvat, but like with as as much of a mess as Vancouver's been this year, there's always like that light at the end of the tunnel for him that he was probably going to go to a contender at the trade deadline and have a pretty strong second half of the year. And he's obviously having an unbelievable season. So he's going to cash in this summer either way. So, you know, now that he's not on a contender, you're right. Like what, what's preventing him from being like, well, I've ridden it out this long. Why not uh, put the ball in my court and see what's, what's in front of me this summer.
1: Uh, so Vancouver does make a reasonably, I guess, palatable deal. Like it's never easy trading your captain, a guy that probably should be on your team for the next eight years. I mean, it's it's not a particularly strong upshot, but they put themselves in the position that they're in and they got to make best use of it, getting that hopefully mid first round pick, getting a prospect that a lot of people are bullish on. And of course, getting Anthony Beauvillier, who can either play or be a trade chip for you later. Like it seems like they did all right Is there Mm -hmm. any confidence in that team now with the decision-making process? Like, they've failed so many times over and over and over again. It seems like a complete mess. But does this deal straighten them out at all? Like, you can be confident that they're going in the right direction, or is this just, you know, know, jury's out on this one, and we can't really trust them, given the fact that they just also signed Andre Kuzmenko to another deal?
2: No, I mean, I, I mean, when you look at the bigger picture, it's kind of a drop in the bucket, isn't it? And it's also, you know, this team—it's not like this team has has not made any good personnel decisions in in the past and, and good transactions. Uh, you know, they, they, there's obviously player personnel, they've made mistakes, but I, one of the bigger things that's, that's kind of on my mind with the Vancouver Canucks is just how they treat people in that organization. Uh, you know, not just Bruce Boudreaux, but people that from top to bottom and, you know, their own players and just kind of how much of a mess things have been around that team and how many people have been disrespected around that team for the past, like, handful of years. And I think that that kind of that's got to take a while to rectify itself or to be changed in terms of the culture. So the, the Canucks I, I think can make a lot of nice changes and, and do, do deals correctly. Kind of like this one where it, it's not, it doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth, but it's going to be a while before I say they're like a properly run franchise, I would say.
0: Well, they certainly need major surgery, which is what they said they were doing. And right. this is kind of step one. And maybe surgery is more than just your roster. Maybe it's the way you run your organization. Um, okay. So we're looking ahead at, at the trade deadline, the big chip falls, and maybe the dominoes follow that. What would you be looking forward to at the trade deadline most? Um, is it a specific player moving? Is it a specific team that maybe you didn't expect to go all in, but have now put themselves in that position?
2: Well, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but like the Carolina Hurricanes now having some financial flexibility with Max. Max Petriati on LTIR. Like I'm interested to see what they do because they could clearly use some scoring. And I think especially over like the past couple of weeks, we've seen just how good that team can be when they put the puck in the net and they have a little bit more finish to them. So like there are names out there that would, that would make sense. Like, I I wonder if they'd go after a Timo Meyer. I wonder if uh, like Vladimir Tarasenko could interest them. Um, You know, I, I'm I'm very interested. I think that Carolina is is one of the more intriguing landing spots for for uh, for anybody that can put the puck in the back of the net,
1: basically. This might depend on like which market you're in, because if you look at you know Leafs Twitter, Gavrikov trending because Kyle Dubas is attending a Blue Jacket game, or they have scouts at the Blue Jacket game. So like I think where you are can kind of shape your opinion on this. But is there like a lesser light, like someone? who's not really talked about all the time, not the quality of Patrick Kane, but someone out there who you think, you know, could make a difference for a team who's not necessarily a name brand player.
2: Uh, I don't know. Nobody jumps to the top of top of my head, but they I mean, you're right. I mean, like there, there's always pieces that come into play after like the big names sort themselves out. And there always tends to be like a surprise deal that has a bigger impact than, than we'd expect. So maybe it's not always tied to the big names. I don't know who that would be right now. Um, but it's, it's, it's a good question. And and I wonder how much, I wonder how much movement we're going to have tied to the big names. Like I wonder if we're going to be disappointed and if like those smaller surprise deal deals will end up being the bigger impacts at the trade deadline this year.
0: Speaking to Pete Blackburn from Bali Sports. Okay, Pete, so which direction do you want the Boston Bruins maybe want or expect them to take at the trade deadline?
2: Well, I mean, it's, obviously you want them to improve. But where that is right now, I think, is you'd like to see like a bit more in the bottom six, like a bit more stability. But like, you know, the the Bo Horvat thing, like I didn't think that they truly needed Bo Horvat this season, but where he made sense was you obviously get like a big fish to add to this team right now who's trying to make a Stanley Cup run. And then if you sign in long-term, he gives you stability down the middle, which they don't have. So if you can get stability beyond the season, down the middle, because Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci are – total question marks beyond the season so um you know i i think that they're gonna look for stuff that helps them now um and could possibly extend beyond the season those options could be very limited and if there's nothing there they may be more than willing to stand pat because you know obviously things have gone so well right right now that you don't want to rock the boat too much so I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't do a whole lot. Uh, I do think that they're going to look at their options beyond the season, though.
0: I'm going to throw you a curveball right now, Pete, because we just got breaking news that Tom Brady's officially retiring. And I know you're a guy that spent a lot of time around the New England Patriots, and you followed his career. Uh, officially, uh, it seems like he's doing it. He put out a statement. Um, how, you make, how does it make you feel?
2: I think it's a year too late. <laughs> you should have stuck with it the first time. Uh, I I never wanted to see Tom Brady uh, not be Tom Brady. So it was kind of tough seeing him mortal this year. But I I think it's the right call. If, If he's happy about it, I'm happy about it. Uh, I could have done without, without seeing old Tom Brady this season
1: though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're wrong in that one. Uh, I, I thought maybe this week would be the week he wants to make headlines as well in between two weeks of, uh, action before the Super Bowl, And he did just that. Um, one last one for you, you're going down to the all-star weekend or all-star game. I am. Yes. Any intrigue in the, the dunk contest, anything different, Mitch Marner skates, like what are you looking forward to that weekend?
2: I mean, the, the All Star Game is always so so fun, just because it's a it's an opportunity for guys to kind of showcase their personalities, be a little bit more fun and and lighthearted, and and so like that's the vibe that I'm looking forward to. And uh, being down in Florida, it'll be nice to to get in some 80 degree weather as well. So those two things I think are. Or, or why uh, I'm pretty excited to hop on a plane today.
0: Well, have a blast. Enjoy some sun. And uh, hopefully we chat with you after the all-star break when the Leafs make some headway and catch up to those Boston Bruins.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Thanks okay. for having me. See you, Pete. Uh, Pete Blackburn, NHL correspondent at Valley Sports. And our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online in the showroom. Visit donvalleynorthlexus.com. We just mentioned it. Breaking news. Tom Brady officially retiring from... Officially official? Officially attiring from football. He posted a video at 8 to 12 a.m. on his Twitter Twitter account. We are going to play said video right now. We have not heard it yet, so let's break it down live.
2: Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured... I just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I
1: wouldn't change a thing. Love you all.
0: Wow. It's officially official. And um, I just did some Twitter sleuthing. One year ago on this day, Tom Brady announced his retirement.
1: So we mentioned he only had one, you could get the emotional essay?
0: One year ago today. That seemed
1: more emo- emotional, though, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, like because you heard
0: it in his voice.
1: You did hear it in his voice more. And again, I don't remember exactly how he felt, what it felt like in the moment, but that felt, that felt as genuine as Tom Brady's ever been. I kind of love that.
0: I think that the weight of this past year off the field, the emotions of coming back and trying to leave it all on the line, the disappointment of the season, mm-hmm. which is easily stated... That's what you just felt when you heard that.
1: Well, what maybe the big difference is, like Tom Brady, and Pete just said it, like I didn't, I thought... 10 years ago, 12 years ago, if you told me I'm going to get to witness the decline of Tom Brady and like watch it fall apart for him on the football field, I'd be like, sign me up for that. Mm. One of my biggest sports hate figures out there. I couldn't stand the fact that he won Super Bowl after Super Bowl, got there every year, was the center of attention always because how come he gets to have every Super Bowl, right? Like if you're a football fan, why can't I get some of that? But watching him this year, it wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't what I thought. Maybe that's maturation. I'm not really sure exactly what that is. But it was kind of sad to see the decline because he wasn't ever supposed to decline. He resisted it for so long, he was never supposed to be in that position again. He could still sling it. He can still play. He could still be the check down king. He could still play on a winning football team. But he wasn't the same Tom Brady this year. His team wasn't the same. The the vibe wasn't the same. Nothing was really the same for Tom Brady this year. And it was actually kind of... Sad to see it. And I think being humbled, like maybe he was, you couldn't humble him before, but he was humbled. And maybe that changes his perspective, changes things, makes it more legitimate. Because as you mentioned, the exact same thing happened a year ago where he Mm -hmm. announced his retirement. And again, he's coming back and doing it uh, for the second year in a row. But this seems even though we could fall into this trap again maybe there's something to february 1st not april 1st february 1st maybe maybe there's a chance but that felt more real than it ever has and it seems like tom brady is in fact walking away from the game
0: i think you can love or hate the player or love or hate the rivalry that it's created in some some team specifically or your team not winning over tom brady often but it's just it's it's like when serena announced her retirement It's it's like when the goats of tennis, Federer, announces his retirement. It's a moment in history, really, that that it happened last year. Maybe you didn't believe it or not, and it's happening, it seems, for real right now. This is like a changing of the tide. Like This is the guy that we will think back on as probably one of the great, the goats, like, you know, the goat. Of course. Whether you liked him or not. It's
1: it's almost hard to believe we'll see... A a a team athlete mm-hmm. in a team sport
0: be that more much successful of a superstar because there's so
1: many all no just be more successful because there's so many other elements there are things you can't control when you are just one athlete playing on a team in this case with 52 others mm-hmm. against 52 others 100 athletes on the field in pads but you can be the common denominator always you can make the difference always Patrick Mahomes. Might be more talented than Tom Brady. Do you ever expect him to win as much as Tom Brady, though?
0: I think that what we saw was a, uh, a career that will never be replicated.
1: Mm-hmm. I tend to agree.
0: And that's ending. Today, officially, Tom Brady announcing his retirement on his Twitter page. Take a look at the video. It's it's a, There's pure emotion in it. And I think the way that he did it, without the grand proclamation, without the press, without any speculation like he woke up he put the camera in front of his face and he said what he said and he felt it and ends the ends the conversation there's no oh I'm hearing rumblings and mumblings that he might go here might go there no I'm done with that I'm moving on from football this is my last word on this
1: one take Tom and and I think one of the more one important piece of context is that there probably was opportunity for him like most certainly. We just talked about that for the last two
0: weeks as well. It's like he was spotted here. He was spotted here. And he was finally
1: free, right? Like he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year because he had to, he was contractually obligated, right? Like he was talking to ownership with the Miami Mm -hmm. dolphins, trying to be their quarterback. And then one of their owners and in the boardroom this year, and he could have maybe gone home with Brock Purdy hurt. And he could play on a championship team. Like, Uh, The 49ers are a caliber team. He could win maybe one more Super Bowl with that team with all that talent there offensively. The New York Jets, like, there were options you'd think for him. He could have had that next chapter, but I think he knows that his skills, not where they need to be to be on a team that is actually going to win. And I think he's probably doing himself a favor, even though you could trick yourself into thinking, hey, I just need my supporting cast to be better. Look what I did in the last week of the regular season. Look what I did to get the Buccaneers to the playoffs in those mm-hmm. final weeks. Like, I had something there. But you got to look at the entire picture, which was a team that stumbled and didn't get at the help it needed from its quarterback uh, throughout the 17 weeks or the 17 games in that schedule.
0: There's a little bit of beauty and grace in going out like this because I think it should have happened last year. And that's you said the word humbling is is kind of what I, I envision as well as like, maybe last year would have been a bit sweeter than to have this last season where you feel like disappointed, but you, he could have chased it. You're right. He could have went to somewhere where he had another opportunity, maybe a different, a different change of pace, a different place, but you're, you're putting a stop to that chase that you're doing. Maybe you wanted one more ring. Maybe you wanted one more historic moment, but.
1: But then the dream book scenario, right? Like it doesn't, it's not dream book because you think you still have more and why give up on it when you still have more. Like in almost in all cases, especially with like boxers and like individual athletes, you need to be it needs to be proven otherwise or else you continue to believe that you still have it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's probably what he thought. He thought I can do this again. Like I felt great last year. I could I could be that guy again. What happened in the, in the playoffs? I orchestrated a drive to get us back to that point And it just Matthew Stafford had the ball last. That's the only reason we didn't win the Super Bowl last year. I could see him thinking that. Of course. But you, sometimes as an athlete, I think you have to be shown that it's over. And I think this year he was probably shown that it was over.
0: We just got a good text in here. Mahomes has been to three of the last four Super Bowls. If anyone catches Tom, it's him. And I think that's... The you got to pa- win them, though. Yep. That's the changing of the tide, as well, as we said. Like, you know, you're going to be in that conversation for sure, but... got to win them. How many does he have? You got to win them across He's decades. He's got seven Super Bowl championships. Is that right? Seven rings.
1: I'm like I'm like visualizing. He's his been fingers to ten Super Bowls. He's it
0: up. I'm trying to count the the yeah. I think he's got seven Super Bowl wins. We'll fact check after the break. Yep. But yeah, like seven wins, ten appearances. It's
1: going to be very very difficult for anyone to ever do that. And Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Like if if you mm-hmm. look at him, yes, just as talented, just as brilliant as a quarterback. But there's other things, right? Like Tom was always restructuring the contract to make sure that more money was coming in or more money was of use to Bill Belichick in the New England Patriots. Like Patrick Mahomes makes a ton of money and look what happened to that offense. Say goodbye to Tyreek Hill. You depend on all these unproven assets. You get to an AFC championship game where there's a couple injuries and you're, you're, you need Marquez Valdez Scantling to have the game of his life to get you through, right? Like there's a lot of variables in play and it's just like hard to believe that the stars will align in a way where someone else can get more out of an NFL career than Tom Brady did.
0: It's funny, the last week, was it, we set up the futures for where Rodgers and Brady would go. And retirement was one of the options. I feel I forget, it was plus maybe 1200 or something. 1200
1: Oh, we're morons for not taking that.
0: Well, there was three or four football teams ahead of him. Yeah. And then retirement was one of the options, but it was definitely not in the top four or top three.
1: That encore TB12 thing just... I got us. Is there a part? Maybe he's moving to Vegas anyway. Is there, a, not to play yeah, football. there
0: was the Vegas stuff. There was his sons being, or his children getting spotted at a private school tour in Miami. There's the connection with, okay, the Niners, and he was, he loves the hometown and getting back on that side of the world. Like, mm-hmm. there were so many different reasons why Tom Brady would go elsewhere. And he it's like decides uh, not the to Kawhi
1: Watch over again. Like no one slips. The helicopter. Remember no when we were sloofed. watching
0: the Kawhi plane?
1: Yeah, like Toronto. Oh my god, that
0: was crazy. We, and like the Home yeah.
1: Depot and the Niagara Falls trip. There's like there were so, so many, many funny chap- things. So many chapters that I was. Just That's just the way we work. The pale.
0: Is there a tiny part of you, Justin, that thinks that this could not be it for him?
1: I mean, how could how could you not think there's a chance after what we saw last year?
0: But, like, you just can't do this again to us.
1: I don't think you can do it again. Like, if you're a self-respecting human, you cannot do this twice in a row. You
0: can't. i got to do one more office reference. You need to watch The Office as you get these. For those listening, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't think even if I was an office person I'd You would that.
0: know that's an iconic scene. What does that's, that mean? That's what's going on with Tom Brady right now. What does that I'll mean? I'll tell you off the air.
1: No, you got to explain it to the viewers.
0: Oh, God, it's not, like, super appropriate. Okay, well, you brought it up. Those listening will get it, and those not, go watch it. All right. But that's what Tom Brady's doing, a little snip, snap, snip, snap. Apparently, this is the official end of his career. As we just mentioned, officially, he's come out with a video on his social media. Check it out. An emotional, heartfelt selfie camera, non-produced, non-edited, no lights, camera, action. Also,
1: not the week of the Super Bowl, like... Not trying this to is steal anyone's thunder. to do it, though. Not trying to
0: steal anyone's thunder, What are though? we talking about this week? Previous are people Tom? recovering? They have two weeks off. Is Patrick Mahomes' ankles fine? How's Jalen Hurts look? Who cares right now? This is the time that you come out and you announce your retirement. One year to the day of you renouncing your retirement last year. Stay
1: retired, Tom. We'll
0: continue this, and we'll set up the wake and rake. Maybe there's a future we can find already on, on retirement. That's next. Justin and Ailish on the Morning Show
1: big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Bourne. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! Now it's time for
0: Wake and Rake. You
1: could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy.
0: Show me the money! With Ailish and Justin. All right, we're back on the fan morning show. Sports at 590 the fan you missed it, Tom Brady officially announced his retirement less than 20 minutes ago on his social media. Yes, stop us if you've heard this before. It is February 1st, 2023, not February 1st, 2022. Yet the same announcement has been made. The proclamation of Tom Brady one year later. This is it, he says, officially done.
1: Maybe I want to believe it's more believable. But it seems more believable. Maybe it's because the context of the season. Maybe it's because he sounded a little emotional. <laughs> I wonder if, does he, is he ever going to thank the Patriots now?
0: He did say all my former teammates and sort of my former coaches and organizations. Mm-hmm. But we'll see this time. I think we've gotten the, the big rollout of all of the jazz that comes along with it.
1: So what do you think is next for Tom?
0: I think that he spends this year working on himself. Do you? I do. I think we hear a little bit less about Tom Brady this year. Maybe he goes to Bali. Maybe <laughs> he goes and he is that takes some time to himself.
1: Is that where you work on yourself? A little Bali? yoga,
0: a little zen. And then he comes back and he hosts every single football show and becomes an analyst of the most highly paid of all time. Yeah,
1: very interesting because it's Fox, right? There's Fox no doubt in my Brady? mind
0: that they will put the bag on the table and blank but, check and say, but Greg, let us know, bud. Greg
1: Olson's a star in the making Buddy. right now.
0: Greg Olson versus Tom Brady. Tough
1: for Greg Olson to take He's a out. step back. See you, bud. Let's, let's, just, Whatever Tom let's Brady make wants a trade. Is getting. You can trade coaches. Let's trade <laughs> Tom to CBS. Romo set, sets aside. Takes a back seat for good old Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got to be in a... He's going to be in a big role if he's in media. Like, he's, gonna be, it's Justin, going, to he's be going to be... it's he's going to be the biggest of roles. production, all built around him. I just... I don't know if we need to see it yet. Yeah, go to Bali.
0: Just go to Bali. Yeah, I don't need you force-feeding it to my mouth in six months like take a breath okay come back when people can afford you this is you know How
1: everyone can afford tom all the stations right now are like tom
0: get him on the line get the check because they want to claim tom brady first it's going to be the tom brady show whenever he decides maybe since the start of next season it probably will be the whole year of relaxation and introspection probably won't happen knowing tom brady but that's how I would lay it out. If I was Tom Brady's life coach, I'd say, go take a year for yourself, come back, and you could be the star of every single NFL coverage that you want
1: to be. So, Fox announced in May they had signed Tom Brady to a deal worth $375 million across 10 years, mm-hmm. 37 and a half per season. Not bad. Just waiting for him. When he's I think ready we're to next in
0: line for that. Anyway, I have uh, no doubt that that's the path that will happen. Do you think he could ever be a coach?
1: No. you can't look that good in coach. Hmm. Didn't work for Cliff Kingsbury.
0: Yeah, but he's he got Can a... Can Matt
1: LaFleur do it without... Keith,
0: Cliff Kingsbury's got a girlfriend in Bali right now, well, so he's, he's working, doing fine. He's working
1: on himself. <laughs> he might be working on more than just himself, but Cliff Kings, Cliff Kingsbury's got the life. Like, he just got all the money in the world and now he's like, he didn't love coaching. He's
0: got an Instagram model girlfriend on the beach. He in doesn't Bali.
1: actually care. Like, he's going to live his life now. And then maybe one day someone will be like, hey, do you want to run our offense at this college program and earn $25 million a year? And he'll be yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. I could replenish the vacation fund.
0: Possibly. Anyway, looking for the odds on what happens to Tom Brady next. Send it in at 595.90 if you have any predictions. We already have one here saying, hey, take the... uh Take the future on Tom Brady plus 5,000 San Francisco. Will put it in the anchor tonight.
1: <laughs> we got to we gotta adjust those odds. Uh, yeah. Before we get to the Wake and Rake, want to give away tickets?
0: I would love to give away tickets to not Bali, <laughs> but to something just as good. Luke Bryan coming to Budweiser Stage this summer on June 17th. All you have to do, listen to the Fan Morning Show every day this week and listen for that daily code word, and text it in to 595.9. You'll be entered for a chance to win a pair of tickets to the show. Today's word, country on. It's two words. Text country on to five ninety five ninety for your chance to win. That's Luke Bryan, June 17th at Bud Stage. Best another, of luck.
1: Another one I'm not all that familiar with. Am I even really a Luke Bryan fan? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're right.
0: Um, all right. So good luck with that. <laughs> Tonight, the Leafs host the Bruins in the last game before the All-Star break, and the Raptors are still on their West Coast road trip against the Utah Jazz at 9 p.m. Doubleheader for Toronto action. You could do a little Toronto parlay. Maybe it's both teams to lose, though.
1: Ooh, that's a different spin on that, the Toronto-centric parlay.
0: But I might like to
1: do that. I mean, I think we're looking at small spread games, close spread games, pick in both pretty mm-hmm. much. I think the Raptors are, are they three-point dogs in Utah?
0: I'll just take a quick look And I
1: think uh, the the Boston Bruins are slight favorites over the Maple Leafs tonight. I actually think, given the circumstances around the Bruins right now, given that Austin Matthews is out, given that one of the key players for the Maple Leafs is maybe debuting new skates tonight. No, he said he's
0: not going to wear them tonight. Too distracting.
1: Okay, they are distracting. They are for sure distracting. Uh, I don't know. It feels like it could be a Boston night. The incentive would be there, although it's a fool's errand trying to predict any of these, like, uh, late season, not late season, but right before uh, these bye week games mm-hmm. where only a couple teams are playing and the incentives might Thinking be a little bit strange. Else. Thinking about where they might be going. So I don't know if you want to invest too much. However, it seems like, a, like I like a lot of spots. In this game, I'm thinking the overshots, Pasternak, overshots, Nylander, the two 88s love dueling each other.
0: John Tavares overshots John, has been a lock.
1: It has. It actually missed last time out, which means, hey, maybe a little positive regression John Tavares way because he's mm-hmm. been – like it It has to come from him, Nylander, or Marner and the two shot guys or the, the the one that's most looking to shoot out of those three is Tavares. So Tavares with Matthews out, I think you got to play the shots over. So I, I think you could sprinkle on all those. I think you could go with Boston at a decent price with – the incentive and the need to put an end to this losing streak before they go to the break. I'm however going, just, I'm just going to take the over five and a half. It was like how many combined goals in last night's three games. Like they all hit the over. They were all like four, four at one point. All of them went to, I think all of them went to overtime. Any of them, all of them hit the over. Uh, I feel like you can kind of get a loopy game. You can kind of get to that mode where maybe the attention to detail is not all that sharp. And I think, a, a, a small total game, five and a half between two teams who can score, who are very talented, who want to get this victory over one another, at least you'd think, at this point in the season. I think we could see goals tonight. I think we could see shots. If you go a lot of the output stats, shots, goals, I think you might be in a decent spot. So I'm going to take, for my wake and rake, over five and a half at minus 120, I think it is, between Boston and Toronto.
0: Even with Linus Allmark starting? Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah, I And Samson off. The Leafs are... Uh, I know Austin Matthews is out, but they can score goals. No, oh, I don't I... expect Linus Allmark to be a a neutralizer mm-hmm. in that the Leafs won't be able to if they get the chances, convert on those chances.
0: Well, it's at five and a half, which is quite low. So I'll lock that one in. And I'm going to go over in the Hurricanes and Sabres game as well. Let's have a high scoring night. I think I saw a stat yesterday. The Sabres lead the league in goals scored. Mm-hmm. The, her- hurricane, hurricanes, the Hurricanes played last night. They had a... Tough last period push to tie the game, win in overtime with four or five goals. I think that tonight is, as you predicted, could be a weird one. For both teams, only two games in action, Sabres, Hurricanes, and Boston Bruins and Maple Leafs. So I'm going to go over it, and it's six and a half, so a little bit higher. But I like both of those picks for us so tonight. Give so us,
1: give us a repeat of last night. Goals, goals, goals. Uh, Buffalo is definitely an over team. Mm-hmm. Boston, not necessarily an over team. In fact, they can win a lot of games 4-1. But I don't think they can beat the Leafs 4-1 with regularity. I think we'll see some goals tonight. Uh,
0: it's rare to see the Maple Leafs as plus money. At home, but they are plus 100 on the money line if you're thinking positively tonight. Same with Sabres. Plus 132 at home. Both home dogs in the NHL tonight. Raptors, as we said, three-point dogs on the road in Utah looking for Precious Achua lines, and they don't want to give it to us.
1: No, they don't want to give it to us. Oh, I my guess. God. There they are. Do we have it? I what is it? I just
0: manifested it. What is it? 15 and a half. Precious points? Achua points. It's pretty high. I uh, don't see him in assists. I see him in rebounds. Nine and a half. Holy
1: crap! What about a, a Chua double double on there?
0: Yes. So somebody had texted that in as well. Let me just double check if there is one. Um, I'm seeing Precious Chua double double plus 100. Oh, smash!
1: I I think we should put it in the. Do you want me to switch?
0: No, I which think one, which I think one one there's like a text better? in for that. Let's go through okay. the wake and rake.
1: Because uh, 15 is I high. I do see one. 15 is I think a little bit high. Right. Mm-hmm. But all we need to get is ten. And then he has the big rebounding night with OGN and OBM. Yeah. Oh, we expect that to be the opportunity to be there. I think a chew a double double is a great pick.
0: Okay. So let me quickly go through the wake and rake picks. I do see that as an option. So um Good Morning, a Hall of Famer did it again last night. Too bad I couldn't get a win. Uh, tonight's anchor going with Leeson Bruins over five and a half. There you go. Juliana will take Steph Curry over points. And for five bucks, I'm gonna put Steph to score fifty plus points. Ooh. Ron and Juliana. That's
1: at plus 2,000 where Ron's getting it.
0: Um, Okay, so Scotty Barnes over steals and blocks. That's Chris in Mississauga.
1: Uh, Morning Rakers. I got a couple picks this morning. Preston Sichua has been great in the absence of OG. While getting consistent minutes, I like a double-double. Plus 105, uh, where Malcolm from Niagara is Mm -hmm. getting it. Gary Trent has also been hitting the three ball. He's got him over 2.5. The Brooklyn Nets plus 8.5 against Boston. He also likes the over the Leafs and Bru- Bruins. Malcolm, coming in hot.
0: Okay, Eric and Burlington, um, going off the board tonight, so you don't step on my hockey picks. I don't watch a lot of basketball, Is promising, but I love the Kings over the Spurs by seven and a half tonight in their last two meetings, the Kings have won by at least 13. Sounds like free money to me.
1: This could be a good night for an alt parlay. Good morning. I have a pick that I really like today, Neil! but not in a thin tennis market with a lot of early morning matches. Going to French soccer. Neil going to French soccer. Holy smokes. Soccer. Neil is
0: P- multifaceted.
1: PSG striker Killian Mbappe to get over 1.5 shots on target. PSG have a tight lead in League 1. And with Neymar out of the lineup, Mbappe will be counted on for the majority of the offense today in a game that they need to win. He has also covered over 1.5 shots on target in seven of his last eight starts. So Mbappe over 1.5 shots on target, minus 160 from Neil.
0: Well, anytime Neil picks you bet it okay next is uh Ian the snowplow driver okay here we go big juice today freddy double double jazz are 26th in the league against point guards def- defensively just five bucks jazz are 29th in the league against centers pascal triple double plus 1900
1: good old pascal let let us down i mean we're talking about the fatigue factor with him mm-hmm. right pascal just wearing it these last little bit playing too much too much on him the jump shot looking flat yeah, plus 1900 is worth of just 5 bucks. I just, I don't really, I don't, I don't want to trust him again. Gary from Caledon, he's back on the Dylan Brooks train. Uh, the over has Man, only hit once. Nobody hates Dylan
0: Brooks more than Gary and Caledon. <laughs>
1: yeah, the over, no, he loves him, I think. I think he <laughs> loves the ineptitude, at least from a scoring standpoint. The over has hit only once this past, in January. Talk about passive income. Today, we must start a new month with an under of 15 and a half for Brooks. Gary from Caledon.
0: And then finally, uh Jeff from Oakville likes Buffalo and the Bruins both on the puck line. It's a little, it's a little uh, parlay for a little you. Hockey parlay to end the uh NHL. Well we've got to do schedule. Precious Achua double double. It's just it's immediately the option, Malcolm, because this is never something we can bet on. Yeah. Achua in the books now, double double plus money. I've already put it in our parlay. I'm not even asking you.
1: Okay, so we got the two overs in the NHL game, and we've got Precious Achua double double tonight. Do we want to put together a little alt thing around Niels? So let So let me pick? give you
0: the odds for our actual wake and rake, which okay. you just teed up plus five sixty six. Beautiful, love it. Um, alt parlay, is that what you're feeling today?
1: Yeah, let's let's pick an alt parlay.
0: Okay, so can you give me those picks?
1: We have Mbappe to get over one and a half shots for PSG today. Mm-hmm. I think we should throw Dylan Brooks under in there to appease Gary from Caledon. Of course, it's a it's a, it's a a winning Hall of Fame style pick. Probably not going to go the Steph Curry 50-plus points route to really juice it up. It feels like a solo pick if I've ever seen one before. Is there anything else alts that we have? Not really. I think maybe the Fred double-double we could throw
0: in to really juice it up.
1: Is that alt enough?
0: It seems alt enough.
1: Or you could just leave it for Dylan and Killian Mbappe. I thought we had a little bit more when I was thinking about it in my head, but everything seems to be revolving around the Leafs and the Raptors tonight, which, of course, is what we want from our anchor selections.
0: All right, so those are some free picks. Love it. I have a story I want to share about a potential scandal happening in the NBA. Okay. Jaron Jackson. This was discovered on Reddit that the Grizzlies' home scorekeeper is potentially embellishing Jaron Jackson's blocks and steals. Not doing it for Dylan Brooks. No, he's the opposite fade. So this Reddit user notices that his blocks and steals stats are 96% higher at home than on the road. Okay. That is very significant. He's a great defender. We know that. But it's really pushing him up the Defensive Player of the Year ranking so much so that he is the the favorite. For example, 4.1 blocks per game at home versus 2.2 blocks per game on road. Everybody else has very similar stats. Claxon, 2.3 at home, 3 on the road. Bam, 0.7 at home, 1 point on the road. Uh, Lopez, 2.8, 2.2. The numbers are so significantly different that this has now gained, like, so much traction online that people are truly thinking that there's some scandal going on here. If you look at some of the video breakdown, which viewers have now done, there are some moments where he is credited for blocks or steals that are phantom. Phantom blocks and steals. So I don't know if this is something that you want to capitalize on, but it's certainly... Interesting. How about that? Oh, Twice steals? as many blocks of steals on the road. There's nothing different about playing on the road. No,
1: no. I, you, Nobody I guess exhibits not.
0: nearly the same. So I have a question: like, Is
1: the score, the official, like scorekeeper, mm-hmm. stat counter? Wouldn't that be an NBA employee and not a team employee? Because so, this used to happen. Mm-hmm. Like this stuff, this sort of thing would happen with NHL goalies, right? Like you can really, you can look at a shot thrown toward, or covered by a goaltender plucked out of the sky with a glove that was going way wide and you count it as a shot, right? Like you'd see this in the NHL where you might have a home team scorer who might be trying to pad the stats of a goaltender, <laughs> make it look like they're making more saves than they really are. But I feel like this would be harder to do in the NBA. I'm, I'm reading about it now. Like when you were talking about, mm-hmm. it, I, I, there's, there seems to be a report now that he's been vindicated that there is no hometown scoring bias that they've gotten the, getting to the bottom of it. However, are we really trusting the NBA and NBA officials who are still losing? Oh, it would sleep? be the
0: first time they've they're ever still losing lied. Just over
1: the foul calls between the Lakers and the Celtics. I guess they're trying to cover their tracks, but that's the key here. But it's just hilarious this an that NBA this is employee caught. Wind. Or a team employee,
0: the, nonetheless.
1: Just keep an eye on. I don't her. know how you fake a block. You either block it, or you don't.
0: Well, how many people are like?
1: Are they giving it like if there's like? Oh, they're judging that a missed shot was maybe affected by Jaron Jackson's extended pinky or middle finger. Maybe. I just don't know how you fabricate blocks. Anyway, they've had, they've
0: had to make some statements about <laughs> that they have to audit or look at the stats or the statistics and do an independent review on this because it's that significant. I Should mean, we be
1: looking at someone else to win this award now that there's controversy swirling?
0: Now we're talking, Justin.
1: I'm going to quickly pull up defensive. Because player of the year.
0: if this gets caught as a real issue, which I know it's tongue in cheek, okay, everybody like relax, but I'm just saying so for better sakes. Jaron
1: Jackson is a minus 175 favorite. The next shortest odds, Nick Claxon of the Nets, who was getting some Hall of Fame attention on our wake and rake for being mm-hmm. a money maker in terms of steals and blocks, is next 350. Brooke Lopez, I think, was the favorite. He's now 700. Our buddy OG Ananobi. Thirty-five to one at this point. So
0: lay money on OG. He's going to go to a new team at the trade deadline. Maybe he'll maybe will push up those stats. But Jaron Jackson's stats might be something you look at. Just saying.
1: I think like uh, it's it's you actually can't. At, like I kind of like the innocence of oh you made a couple extra saves because you're on home ice. But with the world of gambling, and there's only a couple steals and blocks per game. Like the line is set at two and a half, three and a half. Like one. Fabricated steel, one fabricated block can mean all the difference of the world. Someone making a lot of money and not these things are so tightly watched and the parameters around it. Like I can't, I can't imagine they really get away with. Why can't really... we have
0: fun things, Justin? Well, is that You're fun? Debunking my
1: case. Okay, I'll just, I'll let you. You, you can talk about it.
0: I'll let the you listeners can... decide. Okay, I'll shut up. I just wonder why there'd be such a significant difference on the road. Ninety-six percent different.
1: Just trying to give you facts.
0: He likes those hotel snoozes, like...
1: Sight lines? I don't know.
0: Just saying. It's fishy. It's fishy. He likes to play at home, and so do the scorekeepers. Nonetheless, take a look at his odds. We just set up Bruins here against the Maple Leafs, 730. Puck drops, Scotiabank Arena. Raptors on the road against the Jazz at 9 p.m. A little bit earlier for you which is very sweet of them. Uh, uh, we got a legendary
1: Canadian on the show tomorrow. We do. I don't know if you want to tease that now, but you should tune in tomorrow because we, we got one of the greatest Canadian athletes on the show tomorrow, Marie-Philippe P- Poulin. Oh. We'll just say it. Yeah, okay. We got her tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow. Looking forward to that.
0: All right. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back on Baby Friday. Maybe Tom Brady will still be retired. We'll see. That's next. That's tomorrow. Chat with you then.